Welcome to Relevant Tones. I'm Seth Bostead, and we are live here at the City Winery for the second annual Thirsty Ear Festival. <laughs> Listen to that crowd. <laughs> it's wonderful to hear so much support for contemporary classical music. The mission of the Thirsty Ear Festival is to present new music, to, uh, to update the popular image of what classical music is, because there are tens of thousands of composers working in all kinds of styles from countries all around the world. We're hearing music from men and women. Um, it's just an inconceivable amount of music that's being written, and it deserves to be heard. And so we're going to hear some of that today. We're going to hear Stephen Burns with the Fulcrum Point New Music Project. We're going to hear Un12, an um, ensemble that works in different kinds of tunings. We'll talk more about that with Aaron Johnson. And we are going to hear Evian. But now, let's hear Stephen Burns, trumpet and electronics. He will be performing the first movement of Misha Zupko's Parables of Zion.
had Stephen Burns performing the first movement of Nishizuko's Parables of Zion. That movement is called Scorched. We're going to chat with Stephen for a couple minutes, and then we're going to hear the second and third movements of that piece, Canudos and La Danza Eternidad. Stephen, you've worked with Misha before. He was a composer in residence with Fulcrum Point. What uh, drew you to his music? Well, he's got a really interesting combination of sounds where it is um, very rich harmonically and really dense and complex rhythmically. And he has a way of grasping complex emotions in, uh, in, a, in a single piece. So in this piece, which was uh, taken from the, the novel by Mario Vargas Llosa called The War of the End of the World, it describes the land of Canudos in uh, Brazil, where in 1888 there was a, a, a violent insurrection. So this first movement was called Scorched, and it describes the, uh, the battle for the, the hilltop town. Mm -hmm. I think you can really hear that in the piece. What about the second and third movements? Well, the second and third movements really describes the, the, the entire ambience and the environment around the mountaintop of Canudo. So it's really spiritual where the, this uh, counselor gathered his followers um, to eventually go to the third movement, which is to uh, ascend into heaven. And so that's the eternal dance. Oh, that's great. That's great. Uh, it seems like a very virtuosic piece, <laughs> athletic even. There are a few notes in there. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, tell us just a little bit about Fulcrum Point, your organization. Well, Fulcrum Point's been around for about 15 years, and we really tried to present the entire spectrum of new art music, both neo-romantic and neoclassical, through music that has electronics, that has improvisation, that fuses world music with classical music, with uh, jazz and improvisation. And we're just trying to really create what, what the next thing is going to be while really respecting the great tradition. So that's the idea of the Fulcrum Point. We are using leverage of popular culture and literature and art to create the next great art music. Great. Have you guys announced your upcoming season yet? We have. We have a great 9-11 concert uh, at uh, Pritzker Pavilion where we'll be uh, featuring uh, Salmik Datta, a great uh, Sarod virtuoso, and the world premiere of a new work by Robert Lombardo, Against Forgetting, oh. which uh, is a child's perspective on the Holocaust. So oh, it has a lot of interesting things there. He was one of my teachers, and I think he's here. <laughs> That's right. wonderful. I hope so. Well, let's have a listen to the second and third movements of Misha's piece, Parables of Zion. We're going to hear Stephen Burns perform Canudos and La Danza Eternidad, or The Dance of Eternity. Thank you. 
trumpeter Stephen Burns of the Fulcrum Point New Music Project performing Parables of Zion by Misha Zutko. We heard the second and third movements there. Canudos, referencing a town in Brazil, and La Danza Eternidad, or the Eternal Dance. Wonderful music by Chicago composer Misha Zutko. We're going to hear a piece now, another piece for trumpet and electronics, and it is called Metallics by Jan Maresh. And I do want to have Stephen introduce this piece because I think it would be uh, definitely appropriate to hear a little bit about, certainly the electronic track. Stephen, what can you tell us about this piece? What are we going to hear? Well, Jan Marisch was a student at the IRCOM Center for Research in Paris. And uh, the piece was conceived of as a, as a kind of a scientific analysis of the overtones of the trumpet and also the idea of looking at metal from a whole various different uh, points of view. So in this piece, you'll be surrounded in uh, four channels of sound of sounds that come from the trumpet, sound that comes from uh, computers, sounds that are filtered uh, sounds of, of trumpet. And um, it's, it's a really kind of atmospheric piece that uh, takes you on a journey that's both percussive and, and, and melodic. It, uh, the computer extends the range of the trumpet by about four octaves. Uh, and then the composer asks me to, to play all kinds of different special effects that uh, have me doing and other <laughs> unusual sounds that you wouldn't ordinarily think would come out of a, uh, of a trumpet. Oh, absolutely. That's fantastic. Well, let's have a listen. This is Metallics by Jan Marash. Again, we're going to hear Stephen Burns on trumpet. And if you're listening to the Thirsty Ear Festival at home, we do invite you to join along in the conversation at facebook.com slash 98.7 WFMT. You can let us know what you think about the music that you're hearing. Um, I see Stephen now. Is that an ear plug? These are in-ear monitors. Oh, in-ear monitors. Okay. I thought, wow, <laughs> if the trumpeter's putting earplugs in, what is, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> In-ear monitor so he can hear the electronics and hear what's going on. Um, but again, please do join us on Facebook and uh, let us know what you think about the music. Let us know what you think about the Thirsty Ear Festival, and uh, hopefully we can do it again next year. Again, this is Metallics by Jan Maresh. Stephen Burns performing on the trumpet. This piece requires an awful lot of uh, preparation. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
Fascinating piece. Incredible the sound palette that that composer has. Uh, just an amazing piece, I think, and a wonderful performance by Stephen Burns. We heard Metallics by Jan Maresh, a piece that he wrote for trumpet and electronics, and we heard a lot of those sounds, electronics that are referencing metal and metals. Um, Stephen, I'm going to ask you to stick around and talk to me for a little bit while they change over the set. Um, it seems to me that, you know, I remember when, when electronic music was becoming 
really, really popular composers were saying, there's this new palette of sounds now, virtually unlimited. But it was occurring to me while you were playing that it's also really great for soloists, because now you can go around and do a, a solo trumpet, you know, an entire concert. Is, is that true? Is that, is that, do you do that a lot? Absolutely. It's, uh, there's, there's a lot of variety in, in terms of the sounds that we can make, and then with the use of computers and filters and all kinds of different things, there's a, there's a, there's a really an incredible journey you can take you know, listening to this kind of music. Mm -hmm. You listen to an awful lot of music. I, I know that you do, because I know you well. <laughs> do you see any kind of um, trends emerging right now in, in classical music? Are, there, are composers moving in any one direction that you see a lot? You know, I think there's an, um, people are moving in an omnivorous direction. Mm -hmm. There's not one single direction. I think what's happening now is that the worlds of, of world music and the worlds of jazz and the worlds of classical music are, are fusing. And I think you, tonight you hear that with Evan Sipor and, and uh, Evian, that, that group. Um, there's also, um, you know, I think there's, there are a lot of people who are writing very kind of rich, romantic kind of music and other people who are exploring these kind of abstract palettes of, of, of textures. Um, and I think it just depends on context. So with Fulcrum Point, we always put it in a, in a certain context so that by the time you get to a piece like Moresh, you, you've kind of mm -hmm. been halfway there already through some other styles. Right. Has anybody, or has anyone recently written you just a, a very beautiful melody with, with piano. I'm just curious, is melody and accompaniment in gone? Fact, or? In fact, no, the, the, the last concert we did for the Rush Hour concert series, um, I did a piece uh, by James Stevenson and it, it's absolutely beautiful, neo-romantic, and I commissioned him in honor of my teacher who was the principal trumpeter of the Boston Symphony, and I said, he was, if you can imagine, a bel canto trumpeter. That was his style. So he wrote an absolutely glorious piece like that. And then I know there's a lot of Scandinavian composers now writing mm -hmm. really, 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 really beautiful, um, romantic, for lack of a better word, expressionistic and, and really rich. And uh, so there, it's in, in all over, really, there are really all over, a lot of people doing some things. And it's, uh, it's, it's encouraging. Yeah. yeah, that's one of the things we talk about a lot in the contemporary music world, is just that it is so varied. <laughs> if you, know, you go to one contemporary music concert, it'll be completely different than yeah. another one. And I think, like Stephen said, you will definitely hear that tonight at Thirsty Ear. Stephen, I'm a big fan of Fulcrum Point and of yours. Thank you so much for performing for on me, the Thirsty Ear Festival. Great, another hand for Stephen. Again, you're listening to the Thirsty Ear Festival on WMT. This is a festival of live music, all contemporary compositions, so we are very specifically featuring a broad cross-section of things that are happening in contemporary music today. So we heard there a lot of music with electronics, definitely um, a, a really expanded and interesting sound palette. We're going to listen now to an organization called Untwelve. I've been a big fan of Untwelve for quite a bit, and I'm going to be able to chat with um, Aaron, who is the founder, and also will be playing keyboards as Aaron Christer Johnson. Aaron, um, what does Untwelve mean? Tell us about it. Well. 12, in the case of untwelve, means the 12 standard chromatic pitches on the keyboard, uh, which has sort of dominated the, the palette, if you will, of pitch colors that we can choose from, primarily in the West. Now, of course, anyone who has a broader perspective than just Western music already knows um, that the rest of the world, uh, you know, it, just to use one example, uh, for instance, a, a Balinese gamelan orchestra, the, the palette that one hears there is completely, has nothing to do with the pitches that, that we would normally associate with Western classical music. And the other aspect of this, of course, is that the history of Western classical music prior to the predominance of the 12-tone uh, chromatic scale was also rich in a tuning history that most people are only vaguely aware of. Um, and, and for instance, uh, even going back to the ancient Greeks, uh, you know, 
uh, philosophers like uh, Plato and Ptolemy uh, talked about mathematical relationships of pitches and, and you know, what that means for art. Um, so this, this journey started for me um, hearing, actually the, the strange connection with, with Evian coming on later is that Gion Riley is, is the son of Terry Riley, who was mm -hmm. also a composer that I greatly admire. And actually I was sharing with uh, Gion backstage that his dad's record, Sri Kamel, was the first example of just intonation that I heard that really struck me. So it's kind of nice to be on the same stage. Mm -hmm. That's uh, wonderful. That generational thing. I want to just be kind of clear about the, the tuning. So what, what, if you see a keyboard, a piano, um, that, that's called equal temperament tuning. But as Aaron's saying, it's only one form of tuning. Now we take it very, very much for granted. And so a lot of things sound out of tune to us. But like, you know, in India, they have a 17 note scale. They, you know, the gamelan is tuned completely differently. There are a lot of ways to subdivide the audible frequency of sound. And um, you know, what became very, very popular in, in Western music is only one way, although it's very, very popular. It has to do with the, with the way that the development of the art itself and the desire to modulate uh, being one of the things, you know, having, having the pitch relationships sort of stay consistent. Um, but, you know, as I hope you'll hear, there's a very striking sound available when you can explore other systems. And for me, the emotional, you know, just the, actually when I think about it, I think of it in terms of color. That's the analogy I like to use. It's mm -hmm. sort of like, a painter being told, you know, this is the only 12 colors you can use on your palette. Um, without realizing it, what many of us in the West have done is just blanket accepted that. And um, once I realized the other possibilities, it was, far, it was pretty hard for me not to want to go down that rabbit hole of exploring other things. Sure. Well, we're going to hear three pieces of music. I think the best way to uh, explain this is, is to hear it. <laughs> so yes. tell us about the three pieces we're going to hear. Uh, I, I had to give a nod to one of the uh, American um, greats of just intonation music and you know just a great composer in general but uh, Ben Johnston um, he wrote a really fabulous piece called the suite for microtonal piano this movement is the blues movement from that so you'll hear what's neat about this movement is you'll hear uh, a really great funky bass line in the middle section that has that energy uh, but also we all recognize what constitutes blues in the abstract but you'll hear it in a new shade in a new color uh -huh. so and the other two? Oh. Um, Okay, yeah, we have the other stuff, of course. Um, the, the second piece is a piece by Chris Weisel. Uh, it's called Prelude and Centaur. And that's, that's referring to a tuning by uh, composer theorist Craig Grady, who is uh, living in Australia now. He used to be an L.A. composer, but now he's an Australian expatriate. Um, and that's a little brief action-packed movement that ha ends with a little reflective passage. And then uh, my colleague Matt Long, a wonderful pianist uh, who goes back to my school days at Northwestern. Uh, we've been sort of collaborating off and on for many, many years, too long to count. Uh, will be joining me for a piece by Craig Grady himself um, called The Resistance in Squares. And it's a very glacial, beautiful, minimalist piece that was inspired by hearing Philip Glass played on one of his alternately tuned instruments. And he realized the possibility, so he wanted to write a minimal piece for us. Great. Let's have a listen. We're going to hear Aaron Christopher Johnson performing two pieces, and then he'll be joined by Matt Long. These are three pieces that are using what we would consider alternate tunings.
piece from the Suite for Microtonal Piano by Ben Johnston. We heard blues. That was Aaron Christopher Johnson of Untwelve performing, and he will now perform Prelude and Centaur by Chris Faceville. We are hearing pieces that are in alternate tunings, so if, you, if it sounds out of tune to you, um, it is. It's in a completely different tuning than what we use here in the Western Hemisphere. So these pieces are by composers, and composers tend to be a restless bunch in general um, who are a little dissatisfied with the normal sounds, like Aaron said. Um, they want more than 12 colors, and we definitely heard that. You really hear the blues influence in that piece. Um, so let's have Aaron perform now, Prelude and Centaur. And Aaron will be joined now by pianist Matt Long. This is a duet. It is called The Resistance in Squares by Craig Grady.
Very beautiful music. What a wonderful piece. The Resistance in Squares by Craig Brady. Meditative. Uh, I really spaced out during that. <laughs> Aaron, that's a fantastic piece. You know, I, I was thinking a lot of things about it, but one, what is it, do you know what the title references? Um, there's something in the compositional process, I think. I mean, Craig can say more, but he's rather, he's rather mysterious about a lot of these types of things, but um, apparently there's some mysticism associated with the magic square and okay. the mathematical properties of a magic square. Oh, I would think so, Which yeah. I'm not really up on, but I think it, um, he's known for like doing really interesting things with sort of putting secret messages in his music and so forth. He's, he's at least alluded to that. So, um, you know, maybe we can start a little cult of Craig Grady where <laughs> people find hidden stuff in his music. I don't know. But, yeah. Um, but he was really inspired to hear a very... Um, it, it's music in parallel motion or something, or music in yeah. fits by Philip by Glass. Glass. Yeah, yeah, you can hear the... And influence. he, you know, some of his colleagues are playing around on his big vibraphones. And he, he, he makes these... As you can see in the beginning of that piece, there's these really low, you know... Mm -hmm. Uh, low frequency, extremely like almost like you're feeling it in your chest kind of thing and, and yeah. he has these big marimbas that have these big resonant chambers and he's big into that sound so this piece sort of climbs ever skyward a little bit it doesn't go all the way up but you know right. um, so yeah. That's oh, beautiful. Yeah. Well next up we have guitarist Joel Hickman. Um, Joel, welcome. Hello everyone. Can you tell us about the piece you're gonna play? Uh, it's a piece I've written for quarter tone guitar, 24 equal temperament. Um, and what does that mean? <laughs> Uh, 24 notes per octave, okay. equal, equal steps. And it's normally 12? It's normally 12, yes. So we think of these as quarter tones normally. Right, quarter tone, yes. Great. Um, what's, what's the inspiration for the piece? Um, I was just looking at an Edgar Allan Poe poem. Uh, it's a hymn, actually, and I took the first line of it. I thought it was neat, and uh, that's what uh, inspired me to write the piece. Great. Let's have a listen. Okay. This is Joel Hickman performing his piece at morn, at noon, at twilight dim.
guitarist Joel Hickman performing his original work. We heard a piece by, inspired by Edgar Allan Poe at morn, at noon, at twilight dim, a piece that was uh, what we think of as quarter tones, 24 notes to the octave. Well, unfortunately, we won't have time to chat about these next pieces. We have to stick with our time schedule, but we're going to hear two more works. We're going to hear Diddy by Christopher Bailey, and we're going to hear a piece that Aaron Christopher Johnson, the founder of Untwelve, who we're listening to right now, wrote himself called Tarantella.
about people clapping along to microtonal music very often, but that's exactly what happened during that performance of Tarantella by Aaron Christopher Johnson. People spontaneously started clapping along in the audience, which is wonderful. We heard two pieces performed by Aaron Christopher Johnson and Matt Long. We heard Diddy by Christopher Bailey, and that was Aaron's piece, Tarantella. Aaron Christopher Johnson is the founder of UN12, an organization dedicated to exploring music written in alternate tunings. We heard several pieces there that I think make a very convincing case. You can find out more about their uh, organization at UN12.org. You're tuned to a special broadcast of Relevant Tones from the second annual Thirsty Ear Festival, coming to you live from City Winery at 1200 West Randolph in Chicago. So far, we've heard the Focal Point New Music Project and UN12, and coming up, we have Evian, an amazing trio of composers and performers who present what they call the soundtrack to a 21st century global village, which I think is a very apt description for what we're going to hear. You can visit us online via our Facebook page or at our website, relevanttones.com. You can also find out a lot more information about each of the groups on our website, again, relevanttones.com. Well, as you can hear, the Thirsty Ear Festival is dedicated to presenting a wide cross-section of things that are happening in contemporary classical music. We heard Fulcrum Point, music for trumpet and electronics, and we heard, um, we heard UN12 there with their microtonal music. I'm going to talk now with Evan Zaporin about Evian. Evan, thanks so much for joining us here at the Thirsty Ear Festival. Pleasure to be here. Tell us about uh, Evian. How did this group get formed? Well, Eva and I had been playing together in various random occurrences over many years. We made a record together when I was with Bang in a Can, and we would show up on festivals, and every time I played with her, and I'm sure this is true of anybody that's ever heard her, I just thought, I just want to do more music <laughs> with, with this person. And uh, I met Gyan. We played on several concerts together as well, just uh, sort of serendipit with serendipity. And I had the same feeling about him, so at a certain point I just put two and two together, and I thought, I've got to get them in a room together. And I just organized one concert, uh, and we got together to just talk about it and see what we could come up with. And really, by the end of the afternoon, we knew we had a group. So okay. that's How the do story. You, do you, do you, does one of you write the pieces? Do you jointly write them? How much improvisation is included? We are all composers, and we're all improvisers. And one of the things that, that draws me to both of them is that we have very um, intersecting interests and approaches to music. So one of the things we decided with this group is that we would all compose, but once we got into the room to rehearse, pretty much the music belonged to all of us. So in rehearsals, thing ch things change, and in performance, things change. So everything starts with a composed piece, but um, by the time we perform it, and even while we're performing it, it, it often changes. Okay. So That's fantastic. It, it's a very natural approach. It's an approach I've sort of always dreamed of having, and uh, it's, it's really wonderful to be able to realize it with, with these two. Great. Well, we're going to hear three pieces, and then we're going to have a, um, a chance to talk to Gyan and Eva. Um, Evan, I'm sorry, just before you go, real quick, tell us about Pygmy-esque, Mela's Mantra, and Paper Cone. Okay. Uh, well, they sort of uh, exemplify what I was just talking about. Pygmy-esque is my own piece, and really, uh, as you'll hear, it's, it's really just a frame for us to build something. So. Uh, it starts at one place and ends at the same place, but how it gets there is different from performance to performance. Um, Mela's Mantra is a piece by Gyan, and it's based on, in a certain sense, it's based on an Indian Tao on a, on a pattern of nine beats, but it's a very intricate nine beats that, that changes uh, itself over a pattern of four cycles. So, uh, And then Paper Cone 
is a piece that Eva brought that she had been working on with one of her Czech collaborators, Vladimir Vakasklev, with whom she has a group, Chicory. And then I tweaked it a little bit, and then Gian tweaked my tweak, <laughs> and then Eva tweaked Gian's tweak of my tweak, and now it's what it is. So. Great. Can't wait to hear. <laughs> we are going to be hearing Evian in three pieces. Evian is Evan Zaporin, clarinet, Gian Riley guitar, and Eva Bitova on violin and vocals. We're going to hear Pygmyesque, Mela's Mantra, and Paper Cone. And they're warming up right now. Thank you. 
Evian performing three compositions that they wrote. We heard Evan Zaporin on clarinet, Jan Riley on guitar, and Eva Petrova on violin and vocals. What, what, a, what an incredible voice. Well, we were going to do, uh, do an interview here, but I'm going to move it toward the end just to make sure we have enough time. So let's move into the next part of the set. We're going to hear Kind of Nice, Midnight, Sun Shower, and Odd Meeting. Kind of Nice is another big joint 
uh, composition. <laughs> Eva Bitova, Gian Riley, Vladimir Vaclavec. Oh boy, Vaclavec. Thank you. <laughs> and the Midnight is by Gian Riley. Sun Shower and Odd Meeting are both by Evan Zaporin. Once again, Evian. I'm in love with the love, 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 the
applause for Aviyan. We heard four songs there, Kind of Nice, Midnight, Sun Shower, and Odd Meeting. Evian is Eva Bitova, violin, Evan Zaporin, clarinet, and Jean Riley on guitar. They say they are creating the soundtrack for the 21st century global village, and I believe it. <laughs> Fantastic performance. I hope you've enjoyed the Thirsty Ear Festival. Thank you. Our contention for Thirsty Ear is that now is the most fascinating time in classical music history. And I say that knowing full well the wonderful masterpieces <laughs> in the past. Uh, but as you hear, there's so much happening today. And this is only one little section. So we hope to do Thirsty Ear again next year. And we can bring you a lot of other things. Yeah, let's get some. <laughs> <laughs> Once again today, we heard Fulcrum Point, new music project. We heard Evian, and we heard on 12 You can find out more information about all of these groups on our website at relevanttones.com. You can get to their websites, find out uh, their touring schedules. on 12 and Fulcrum Point are local here in Chicago, so you can find out about their upcoming performances, and I hope that you do. Today's broadcast of Relevant Tones was produced by Jesse McCorders, with special thanks to Steve Robinson, Peter Van de Graaff, Greg Cameron, Don Mueller, Alexander Stoner Saunders, Candice Agri, Seth Kelly, Kristen Benez, Rebecca Dubay, Greg Kidowitz, and the wonderful staff here at City Winery, 1200 West Randolph. A lot of folks went into helping us with Thirsty Year. Let's give them all a hand. <laughs> we appreciate the help and the support. We really appreciate City Winery for hosting it. I think it's a perfect venue for um, this festival. Our live sound engineer today was Adam Kissler, and our broadcast engineer was Joshua Savageau. <laughs> For more information about the artists we featured, Fulcrum Point New Music Project, UN12, and Evian, again, you can find us on our Facebook page or visit our website at relevanttones.com. Relevant Tones is made possible by the very generous support of Grosvenor Capital Management, 
the Aaron Copeland Fund for Music, an anonymous donor, DePaul University, and the listener supporters of the WFMT Fine Arts Circle. I'm your host, Seth Bostead, and we take you now back to the WFMT studios. <laughs> 